You're listening to the Dear Next Gen podcast with your host, Cece. This show is brought to you by Montage. We're all about bridging gaps between generations through events, stories, and conversations about real stuff. Enjoy these candid chats, and don't forget, your younger self would be proud. Hello, Cece here, and I'm going to be completely honest. I don't know where I want our partnerships to live, like in an episode, you know what I mean? Sometimes I like to listen to things where they're right at the beginning and then they're right at the end and that's it. I'm not surprised. And then other times they'll like come and spook me in the middle of an episode or it'll be like a smooth transition, but I'm taking suggestions. So DM us your period montage on Instagram if you have any suggestions, any preferences. We're quite picky when it comes to what we tell you because we want you to trust us when we give you a recommendation. So Everything that we recommend usually or partner with, partner with, partner with is linked below. And today, I'm just going to give it to you straight right away, is a message about Oxio. Keep listening if you use the internet and you like free stuff. They are an internet provider that actually cares. And I say that because most internet providers, to be completely honest, do not care. I mentioned free things because I actually mean free free internet that is so if you refer your friends or your family you both will get a free month of internet and there are people who are literally just spreading the word and then getting free internet and that could be you let me give you the main reasons why i was convinced number one pricing their pricing is super transparent you can actually see how they spend every dollar which means nothing is random, there's no unexpected price increase, everybody in your area is paying the same thing, and there's no contracts. So they're looking for long-term clients, and they're going to prove it to you by building a relationship. I wish I had Oxio when I moved out for the very first time, because you just use whatever internet your family has, and then you are all of a sudden shopping on your own for what to decide, and you're locked into things, or they're really expensive, and you have no idea why, and then you're trying to get a hold of somebody to help you set it up if that needs to happen, and the things are also just clunky. It just takes up a lot of space, and you would think that if I had a service that took up a lot of space and that cost so much money that my internet would be really good, but unfortunately, it wasn't. So I'm excited to take you along on our Oxio journey. They have a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, so you can try it out. If you don't like it, they'll literally give you your money back. And if you realize, maybe I don't need this fast of an internet, or maybe I need faster internet, they will help you figure that out together. They won't leave you on your own to make a choice, and they won't pressure you into getting internet that's much faster than you actually use on your day-to-day habits and lifestyle and working from home type of thing. So I'll have the link in the show notes, and I just think you should look at their website and their blog posts and be convinced I can plant the seed for you which is what happened to me. And then when I went and did the research and then I started getting to know their brand and their service and the quality of their service that people have been raving about, I was instantly convinced. So yeah, I'll keep you guys posted on how it's going so far. I've had no notifications. I actually, we switched our internet name to our favorite beach in Mexico, which was fun. New chapter, new internet. And then I instantly went and checked our speed and it said excellent speed. So I'm really happy to be able to actually record podcast episodes from home because prior to this, it was a gamble whether it would work or not. And like I said, I was paying a lot, a lot, a lot of money. So this is going to be fun. I'm excited. If you want to match, want to be internet provider besties, let me know and we'll hook you up with a free month of internet.
all right now we can get into this episode i loved this conversation and my dear friend but i don't know i was gonna say do i have any life updates don't really have many other than i switched internet providers but also oh yeah we're moving offices for montage which is really exciting i'll tell you guys about it next episode bittersweet but we're gonna be able to host events and i have some ideas up my sleeve enjoy Hello and welcome back to the Dear Next Gen podcast. Today I have a lovely guest in front of me that I'm so excited to finally be talking to. We've been Instagram friends for a while and I am a huge fan of how she communicates with her community. Anyways, I'll let her speak for herself, but welcome to the podcast, Kaya. Hello, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat. Oh, well, you know the question we ask everybody what advice would you give your high school self yes so a little bit of context i was definitely a sad girl through high school um so i would say to her you will lead many beautiful different lives so try not to get so down about the one you're experiencing now hmm and i think a lot of people will probably relate either in high school now or looking back and being like, yeah, mine was also a little sad or really introspective is maybe, mm-hmm. you know, what it, what it was. But what do you think specifically made you have that outlook? Yeah, I think that I, it's funny because looking back, I don't think a lot of people might've seen it looking in. And I love what you said about introspective. I think I was definitely a girl who was in my head. I loved reading fantasy books. I was a romantic and I definitely got down with like my self-esteem and feeling like people didn't necessarily understand me or what was going on in my head, which I think is a very universal high school teenage experience as well as, you know, just life experience. Mm -hmm. And I mean, throw in not being the beauty standard, liking boys who don't like you back and just all of that wanting that storybook romance yeah (laughs) yeah definitely layers upon layers Mm -hmm. and what kind of like student were you in like high school or like post-secondary yeah um I started out okay (laughs) um but definitely I feel like school at that time for me was just something I had to do I actually danced a lot as a child, like seven days a week, hmm. six days actually, I didn't dance Sundays, um, <laughs> and literally thought that I was going to be a professional dancer. I even remember sitting in um, grade 12, I think we were doing planning, and my teacher sat me down and was like, you know, you need to have a backup plan, like you can't, like what if dance doesn't work out, or you're not going to do that forever, and I remember just like, laughing at him and saying like what do you mean like this is this is what I'm gonna do this is what I was trained for like Mm -hmm. there is no backup plan because this is what I'm doing I remember just being so offended and I very begrudgingly now have to admit (laughs) that he was right (laughs) yeah yeah your career path has definitely took a bunch of turns which Mm -hmm. I will ask you a bit more of in a second but If people don't know, and this is the first time they are getting to know you through the podcast or social media, you wear many hats um, in terms of you recently just became like full-time content creator Mm -hmm. and you're an advocate for a lot of different things while you're content creating. And 
I'm sure the world of influencing is hard to navigate being in it. And I've only worked kind of more of the backside of it. And then it's also hard to see as like just a, an, a follower who's not really looking to do that kind of stuff, or maybe they're curious about it. But yeah, how did you, I guess, start deciding, okay, I might like to do this and monetize it. And then how did you become really comfortable? Maybe we could do like very quick recap because Mm -hmm. you to me are, which is funny that you say you weren't like the beauty standard. I'm like, you are to me the role model to why I feel confident to show up online naturally. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah. I I mean, when people follow you and go take a look at your stuff, they'll understand what I mean or hear your content and you starting Comfy Girl and all these things are what paved the way for kind of the next generation. And I just want you to know that because as a curly haired girl, I needed I needed more of that in online. That that means so much to me. Thank you. I mean, I started technically seven years ago, uh, started with a blog when I was learning how to navigate my own natural hair texture. And I remember back then just really struggling to find inspiration for my Mm -hmm. hair type. And I just thought, you know, maybe if I share some reviews or share me testing out hairstyles that like one other person, like my hair twin out there might say, okay, cool. I know this product might work for me, or I know this Mm -hmm. hairstyle might help me through. And it kind of just grew from there. And I will say that I'm really grateful too for like a lot of the support systems in my life. Like I feel like I felt really grounded in my personal life, so to speak, so that when I showed up online, I could very much be very me. Mm. And what makes me say that is like a lot of people look at me and I get a lot of comments, for example, in my stories, they're like, you really inspire me because you show up not looking yeah. pretty. <laughs> I'm like, that's kind of like, okay, yeah, you're right. Like I, I'll show up with like my acne cream on, like I'm, yeah. my hair is a mess. Like it, it's, it's fine. But I like think back to like my old high school me where it's like, I don't think I would have been able to do that. Cause I was just no. so worried what everybody thought of me and like, yeah, like about impressing people or like, you don't mm-hmm. want like you're crushed to think you're ugly or like all these yeah. different things right like and it's so valid and well it's not valid that you feel that way but like the feelings that you feel mm-hmm. are yeah. valid and it's okay to feel that it's exactly but I think like now that like I'm almost 30 now and I've just like again lived so many different lives and experiences I feel like in my 30 years that like I don't I don't care like mm-hmm. if it's if I show up and I'm not attractive to somebody it's like who am I trying to impress like my husband's here at home he doesn't care (laughs) like I literally like there's there's no reason like I yeah I don't know I'm not trying to impress Mm -hmm. anybody and and it's just a bonus that showing up that way gets to inspire somebody else to maybe show up as themselves yeah you mentioned you know living all these kind of different potential avenues of what your life could have been like and I feel like the the more you go through like the years and the stages of life, the more that happens. Or when you're in high school, same thing. I did my planning stuff and I had a teacher, like I had danced, but not early enough than other people. So mm-hmm. I literally had a teacher say like, oh, you're not, you haven't had enough years of experience to like do this professionally. Like maybe try a cruise ship or like maybe try mm-hmm. like teaching elementary dance classes, you know, those kind of things. Yeah. And 
there's all these dreams I maybe had. I was a dreamer, but when you get into that place, you maybe only pick one avenue and you really get out of high school and realize there's so many people start their degrees and go, oh, there's so many. So yeah, I want to know what are the different things you considered? Because I know there's a bit of like creative side, a bit of like retail side, a bit of corporate side. Absolutely. So dancing was definitely like the big thing for probably almost half my life. Um, Right after I moved or right after high school, I actually moved to New York for a year to pursue dancing. Um, Thought I was going to like leave that program and audition and just that was going to be everything. But while I was away, long story short, I realized it wasn't something I truly loved. It was just something I was good at. And so I kind of came back to what I've always loved, which was writing. And I came home, went to school for writing. Life happens. I moved out and I started working in retail and that's what paid the bills. I found Mm. that I was pretty good at like the leadership roles in retail. So I worked my way up pretty quickly and was honestly like this, this could be my job. Like this is paying the bills. Like I had managers above me that like were making really really good money so like it wasn't even though it might not be something that I feel like a lot of people in my life respected you know Mm. there's like a lot of thoughts about retail like it was actually making good money um but I had started my blog around that time and I was like oh I don't have time to work on this because I retail like sometimes we would do overnights sometimes mm-hmm. it was early mornings sometimes it was the late floor night. shift <laughs> exactly oh my goodness absolutely and which I actually loved I loved yeah. overnights which was Put the music a, on and yeah. <laughs> like I honestly bring you back to those days don't realize what you have until it's gone mm-hmm. um but I yeah I wanted to spend a bit more time being able to dedicate time to my creative ventures and so I was like you know it's time to try the nine to five. <laughs> and I worked actually at the um, PC Children's Hospital as a um, facilities coordinator. And I worked my way up in that space. And again, like it was, it was a grown up job. And I had my pension, my benefits, and it literally was a, could have been a forever career, mm-hmm. great maternity leave, all of that. Yeah. But I found myself getting quite restless and wanting to like dive back into my creative ventures. And at that time, I was kind of split between pursuing writing more seriously, being like, do I want to get back into trying to be an author, which is something I always mm. had wanted to do since I was little. And then, and also trying to do my blog and my blog was kind of fun. And all of a sudden my blog started making money. <laughs> as I started to take it more seriously and yeah I I, it it all happened in very much a whirlwind I definitely there's a lot of strategy behind it I was like okay if Mm -hmm. I'm going to take this seriously what do I need to learn what do I need to do and once I changed that mindset it all just like blew up in the best way and I finally had made enough to replace my day job and it was kind of that moment where it's like, okay, do we take the stable, very responsible path mm-hmm. or do we risk it? And we we took the risk and yeah. here we are as a full-time creator. But yeah, like, I don't know. It's like even looking back, each of those paths like were valid. 
Like mm-hmm. they could have been perfectly fine. I would have had a great life. Um, but there, I just feel like there's always been this little itch in the back of my head. That's like, we want to be creative. We want freedom. Yeah. And, and we, we need wanna, the time to do yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's what it came down to even quitting my day job. It wasn't because I hated it. I liked it. I love the people that mm-hmm. I work with. It was quite literally like I would work all day. I would take business calls at, on my lunch breaks. I would come home from work and I would stay up till like 2 a.m. filming content. And mm-hmm. like, that's not sustainable. I was getting really burnt out and I, I had to make that decision. But it would have been perfectly nice to like make two salaries forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah, it wasn't wasn't sustainable for my mental mental health. Mm-hmm. Which is important to recognize. I feel like this generation is willing to experiment a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like we're in a transition stage of like, okay, I have a couple role models who have done this. So it's like, okay, I know you, for example, are very transparent, even with some of your like income brand deal Mm -hmm. numbers, which helps people understand things. But there was a time where not everybody was doing that, or it's still, I don't know, I feel like it's still iffy waters if some people are like still confused on like, oh, why don't you want that maternity leave? Like you don't have, uh, Mm. you don't have health benefits through your company anymore. Or some people, it's maybe their partner who doesn't really support them if it's not family or friends around them. But um, yeah, you said you were grounded kind of in your internal like circles. Did you have any pushback from anybody or was it pretty clear of like, you know what? quit your job. <laughs> I it's funny. I think that in the beginning there was definitely concern. Like I think that a lot of people have their own um risk threshold and fears that they're not realizing they're putting on other people. Mm. And so I think that there was a lot of that. Like there was definitely even my old boss who um I think we definitely had a bit of like a daughter uh, father relationship at times where he'd pull me in his office and be like hey like you know just making sure you've really thought this through like Aww. I want what's best for you but like you know like if you have kids they're yeah. expensive like <laughs> so there's definitely That's a lot so of sweet that. it was it was very sweet and I think like even my parents like my mom even to this day every so often she'll be like so like how's how's money? <laughs> How, how's it going? Like, yeah. it's still, it's still going okay. And yeah, I think that, like, I think it's partly that concern and people want your, what's best for you. And I mm-hmm. think it's also though, people just not fully understanding this industry, which is fair. Valid, it's still yeah. very new. Um, but yeah, I think that once I was able to show people like, hey, I'm making money. And that's also kind of through the transparency that I've done online. Like, I'm totally okay to share my income. And like, for example, last year, I made, I think it was about 70k. And when I say that to like, my family, or like, my boss, like, they're like, okay, like, you know, like, they have questions on if it'll be sustainable, but at least they can see like, okay, you're making the numbers. So the numbers add up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's fine, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Do you have any advice for someone in kind of any stage of life? To me, what I think is you could always go back to any of those life experiences, right? And I'm I'm in that kind of stage now where I'm like, I love what I'm doing, but 
you know, if I really wanted to, and I wanted less stressful, less digital job, I can go back to retail. Like, why would they not hire me? I have the experience Mm -hmm. from before and you can explain your gaps and you can explain this. You have new connections. But what advice would you give to someone who's has endless opportunities? There's so many things out there. Oh, well, first of all, I want to just like echo second, like thumbs up what you just said, because I feel like that's been my motto too, is just like, nothing's permanent. You can go back to anything. You have that experience still there. It doesn't disappear. And like to the people who maybe feel overwhelmed by like all of the choices, I think A, maintaining that like mentality that nothing is permanent, which I think kind of upsets the older generation sometimes. Like we could be very flip floppy in their eyes, but I think it's because we're making jumps to something better or something that serves us more. Mm-hmm. And I think not being afraid, hmm, you've, there's so many choices. Yeah, I, I would say just don't be afraid to try whatever is speaking to you the most and know that those other choices are still there. And even if it seems like if it's not, like maybe if you're choosing between three job job opportunities and three completely different sectors, and you're like, if I say no to this one, then I'll never get that chance again. Another chance in another way will come up if it's meant for mm-hmm. you. I truly, truly believe that. Like if, yeah, if that specific job passes, then you might be able to get something in that same industry mm-hmm. sometime again future like there's if that door is meant to open for you it will open again yeah it's just so I find it very easy to tell people that and then Mm -hmm. it comes to you and then you're like oh that advice I gave I need to yeah yeah hard to uh yeah not um yeah yeah no I I I hear you on that too I I definitely find I'm I'm pretty good at giving advice and definitely it's harder to follow your own but I think that even having like a support system and having at least one person to go to, to maybe hold you accountable to that advice that Hmm. you can really give others. Yeah. Have you found that you've built like a, like a community of people who are kind of in the same genre? Cause your husband is not a full-time content creator. No, no. (laughs) He's the opposite. He is working for me for now. He has a bit of a gap in school, but he does not under, he understands but he has no social media of his own. It's like not mm-hmm. his space. Um, but I, I definitely feel like I have, and more so in the past couple of years. Um, I've always, not always, but I'll say for a long time, I've had a digital community, a lot of people online that I would go to for advice and support and we'd uplift each other. Mm-hmm. But only in like the last two years have I found a community here. And it's just so rewarding to have people who get the creator space. You can go for coffee and do work dates and like just really, just people who get you. And I find that that is especially important now that I'm full-time and, you know, there's still those little echoes from people who are, again, concerned and want your well-being, Mm -hmm. but don't get the space and it can wear on you a bit so it's nice to then the next day be able to be like hey guys like can we do a a coffee date like I need I need my people (laughs) I need some social interaction and encouragement exactly exactly and just and what's interesting is a lot of the people that I have found we're not even all in the same niche per se like we're all in this creative space but Mm -hmm. some people are on like the the marketing side some people 
um, are more on like the strictly educational side. Some people are like beauty TikTokers. Like it's yeah. just such a cool variety and diversity in the community I feel like I've built up here. But at the core, we all still get the industry. Yeah. Oh, that's I'm happy for you because that you. can be it can be a roller coaster. <laughs> I'm sure. And we only see a certain side of it to just honestly, that's why I really like podcasts too, because people are willing to be more vulnerable and you get it you get to know somebody a little bit faster than just scrolling a quick scan of their feed. So so this is this is very yeah, exciting for me that you're able to chat about these things. And yeah, what else was I thinking of earlier when I was, okay, I'll touch on this quickly before we wrap yeah. up, but yeah. you, like I mentioned before, are coming onto social media, recording, and approaching brand deals in a very natural and confident way, I would say, and that's something that women struggle with no matter what age and like generation that you're going through, and I was just wondering if you have any role models online or in person that you looked up to that you know helped you be able to show up this way or was it just kind of realizing I have nobody to impress anymore like let's just like say they're single you know and they're like okay yeah <laughs> you know what it's funny because I feel like I don't have like one specific role model or even like a handful I feel like every single person that I have interacted with on my journey has been an inspiration and like a motivation and I feel like you take from you take inspiration and motivation from every person that you follow or from the content you consume so I have also been really mindful of curating my feed I have like gone back and unfollowed some people that maybe I feel like weren't really um, embodying like the mission that I believe, which is, you know, mm. like that, that showing up as yourself or, oh, showing up in a way that makes you truly happy or like leading with empathy and authenticity. And so I try really hard to curate my feed so that it represents that. So I feel mm. like all the people that I follow are inspirational to me. And like some of those people aren't even creators. Like mm -hmm. I feel like I've found a lot of or developed a lot of online friendships through this journey where it's like some of the people that I follow and talk to daily in my DMs aren't creators. They're just mm -hmm. people who had followed me at some point that over time we've built up this relationship with and they inspire me. And so I think that's also maybe another angle it's like yeah. a lot of everyday people are what inspire me like I think it's so easy to get down especially on looks and everything when you're only following other creators and everyone's glammed up and like it's just always so aspirational but when you ground yourself with like everyday people which is what I feel like I am I'm just like a normal person who mm -hmm. has a really cool job um I feel like it's easy to be more inspired and it's funny just as like a kind of aside I talk a lot about how I deal or struggle with comparison online mm -hmm. and I realized that I've never actually mentioned or specified that I'm not comparing myself to like looks or like aesthetic and I think I need to because a lot of people are like oh you don't have to be perfect all the time I'm like no no 
my comparison issues are like around productivity and output yeah. and like <laughs> people just like getting these opportunities or like able to pump out you know mm -hmm. 20 pieces of content a day like that's what I compare myself to which is not good either but yeah I don't um it's not me being like oh I always have to be perfect online yeah so yeah <laughs> it's, it's the things you're striving to do and accomplish that mm -hmm. it, you can see everybody's accomplishments right now that's the other thing yeah I feel very similar I'm like I'm comfortable in my own skin now but then same thing as I'm reaching 30, I'm like, oh, this person's done this, 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 yes. this, has this, has this career, this third income just like passively coming in. Mm -hmm. I'm like, cool. I'm, I'm just doing me. <laughs> and you're doing great. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. You're doing great too. <laughs> it's hard I, to remember though. That's for sure. Yeah. I am so surprised at what good advice you just come up, come up with on the spot. Yeah, what? I'm, I'm really impressed. <laughs> I'm I'm honored because yeah, I don't know. I that's why I like podcasts too, though. I like just chatting, just chatting, and a lot of good comes out of it. Yeah, and it's funny for, to me because the guests don't always. I'm like, I need to do better at like relaying the feedback. But I'll have people who are in university, fresh out of university or high school, kind of reach out and be like, I took notes during this episode, or oh. I re-listened. Or, oh, that, I still remember, like, how she said this, or I never knew who she was, and then later I, wow. you know, so when you're talking, I'm, like, nodding and going, like, well, I think that's going to be what sticks, and usually I've been right. <laughs> oh, wow. I so, uh, I love that so much. Yeah. I'm looking so I'll forward let you know. to Yeah, I'll let you know. <laughs> I'll let you know what was a, a tagline that sticks, and I know you didn't mean to, because obviously I just sprung these questions on you. <laughs> I love it. I I think this is the, just another kind of separate aside. I have been on like a decent amount of podcasts and I feel like they've all been so different on how like the host approaches it. And mm. I love things that are kind of more open-ended. Like I know you told me what question you'd ask at the beginning, but I love just seeing where the conversation goes. Yeah, it's it's been really special so far. And and also a reason to have a conversation that I know I could just chat with you one-on-one, -on -one, but then I feel bad because I'm like, wow, I wish other people could have heard her wisdom and just her experience that is relatable. Your your experience is relatable, I think. Oh, I'm, I'm so glad. Yeah. That's well, a great where, reminder. Yeah, I'll remind you. Where can people find you online if they're looking for you? Ooh, okay. So if you want to see my lifestyle hair beauty stuff where I'm just me at comfy girl curls on Instagram YouTube TikTok everywhere and if you are looking for more of the content creating content creating side to learn about the business and follow that journey I share it under the handle creating with Kea which currently just exists on TikTok YouTube and my blog creatingwithkea.com perfect i like how you're like just exists i'm like no you are killing it that's a lot of platforms <laughs> it's, it's a lot <laughs> yeah and from the like behind the scenes marketing side i would say i've really appreciated how you share about the different topics and even did this kind of separation of okay i have two different audiences and it's okay i think i get this question a lot should i make a second account should i like separate it i think it's okay to try to do that because Personally, I'm like not trying to become an influencer. So mm -hmm. do if I am, then maybe I can go through that avenue. But if I'm not and I just want, you know, 
I need to know which hair product's the best, then yeah. I have another place for me to go yes. and figure out. So that was a great strategic move on your end. Thank you. I, I still, I really appreciate that because to this day, I'm still like, was that a good idea? But I think it, it's been good for me mentally mm -hmm. too. And for my audience, it's just like, it's just so much more authentic because I feel bad having somebody sign up for one thing and then getting bombarded with another type of content. Yes. Yeah. It's very trendy now to say, um, you are your niche, all the things yes. like, yes. But you don't want to confuse people. Mm -hmm. You are you, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think we have to be honest about like what people are coming to us for. Like, I think it's nice to be like, we are the brand and that's like a beautiful thing, but it's like, what? I think if you have like a very big personality, I think that that is great. Or if your personality is what mm. like runs your platform, I think that that's fantastic. But if you are like very focused on being value driven, yeah. then like people are there for the value first. Yeah. And that's opinion. okay. That's yeah, your job. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much for chatting. Of course. Thank you for having me.